0: da 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 To do in this world, how do we know what we're supposed to do? Todi'eni or so We turn to Hashem and we say, Todi'eni or show me the path of life. Piyetz nerodin for derech melech, that a person is like a person is like a atson to'e, is like a se that's mefuzar mefurad that doesn't know where they are like a sheep that's walking through the desert. And every step could either be a step deeper into the cavernous, hot desert sun where they don't have access to civilization or water or food, or is a movement back in the direction towards civilization. They might be walking straight into a death trap or they might be walking back into the arms of life. And so we scream out the words of or HaMelech, show me the path of life. And then, it almost, I know this might sound like a radical thing to say, but it might, it it almost doesn't matter if we're headed towards civilization or headed towards the desert, because if we've already asked Hashem and Hashem is guiding us, so then, in the truer sense of what it means to have a munan and bitachon Hashem, so then when we turn to Hashem we say, show me the path of life, May every step be a step towards what you consider to be success. So then, whatever measures of success I think that I'm supposed to be orienting myself towards, just they melt. They don't, they don't matter anymore. So, how is a Jew supposed to know, even begin to know? You know, it's one thing to dave in and once we do that, say that, but we still want to feel like we have directions. Like we just want to feel like there's some sort of way that we can access some instruction. And there's a million ways that we do, with good friends, and our parents, and, and really anybody who, anybody who we feel truly loves us and is listening to us and has a listening ear, is a, and even the truth is, even people who we struggle with. That's sometimes the biggest way of being Megala, what our next step is supposed to be. So there's a Torah from the B'al and Tov Parshat Tetzave. It's the only piece in B'al Shem Tov al-Torah in Parsha Tetzave. The Baal Shem Tov says, you know, the Urn V'tumim is such a deep thing, right? To have access to the Urn Vitumim. To have access to the Urn V'tumim to be able to ask, Kol M'shalas Benu and to be able to receive guidance. So the Urim V'tum was this mysterious device that the Kohen Gadol wore around his chest, which of course was animated by love of the Jewish people, and by love of being Jewish, and by feeling so lucky to be a Jew. He wore it on his heart. And the Baal Shem Tov asks, well, what would happen if Hashem wanted to communicate something? You know, B'Koshi, the Gemara asks, in the, in the revealed uh, text of the Bavli, what we have in the Bavli, you know, so the Gemara asks, what about the, what about the letter Ches, I think is the, is the one that appears there? What about the letter Ches? There's no Ches in the names of the Shvatim. There's no, none of the Shvatim have the letter Ches in the name. But if you look in the Yerushalmi, or if you look in certain girsos, so then Tzadi and Kuf as well, are not anywhere in the names of the Shvatim, of the Shifteika. So the Gemara says, well, it also it says on the, on the, it says on the, on the stones etched into the stones, it also says Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. So then you get Yitzchak has, and not surprisingly, Yitzchak has, has all the missing letters. Except for Tess, which the Gemara then asks what about the letter Tess. There's no Tess in Avram Yitzchak, Yaakov, or any of the names of the Shvatim. So the says, it also says, Shivtei Yishurun. Shivtei Yishurun, we have a Tess from Shivtei Yishurun, which is the Tess which as the can point out, as the Zohar already points out in the Kulkar, it's in Reshmelein, that the Tess has all of its treasure stored inside of itself. It's the only letter that has like a Kli that has this little piece that's kind of hiding inside. Tess is the deepest. That's the day that Mashiach is born. It doesn't seem like it, but that's the day that Mashiach is born. So the Baal Shem said, the Koshi, you have the letters. The Gemara has to jump through hoops to figure out how we have all the letters the Aleph pays. What would happen? What would happen if Hashem wanted to communicate something that had more than one of the same letter? Then we'd be in really big trouble. You know? What if Hashem wanted to communicate something that had more than one of the same letter? Because we have each of the letters once. Sometimes there's some repetition, but, but there's a lot of letters that we only have one of. And if Hashem wants to express something. Sasha so wants to express something from the Urn Maybe there's not enough letters. So what do we do? So the Baal Shem Tov said, you know that the letters are written on stones. And those stones are referred to by the Torah as they're called Avne <laughs> Miluim. Called Avni <laughs> Miluim. <called, laughs> and so the Baal Shem Tov says that the secret of Milui, of taking a letter... And recognizing that one letter, the letter Aleph, is infinite. Because the letter Aleph really contains, that one little letter Aleph contains, contains within it a lamid and a pay. And then the lamid itself, which is within the Aleph, there's Miloid the Miloid, there's the Miloy that's inside of that Lamed. Aleph is Aleph Lamid Pei that spells Aleph. And then you take the Lamid and, La, well, now you have Lamid Mem Dalid, Lamed. And you have uh, the Fei right? Pei Hey. And then hey could be spelled Hei Aleph or Hei Yud. Yud is Yud Vav Dalit and they have an above in there. And then, right, you get all the letters by kind of expanding out what the words themselves, what those letters themselves mean. Part of the Ruach HaKodesh of the Kohen Gadot being able to understand what the letters are really saying is by not only looking at the letters themselves but understanding the Miloy of the letters. That's why they're called Avni Miluim. There's always enough letters. There's always enough letters. The whole week, the whole week we're ostensibly trying, to the best of our ability, to study the Gemara, and the Rishonim, and the Poskim, and the Mefar Sheiha, Mikros Gedolos, and we're studying all these different books, and those books, those teachings, those learnings are, are all the level of the letters themselves. For me personally, this 45 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever it is, of sitting together, is an active attempt, a cultivation of, of trying to get into the milui of the letters. I don't know exactly how. I don't know exactly what the mechanism is. It's not a science to it. In fact, quite the opposite. One of the reasons that I didn't complete my uh, master's in education, I dropped out in the middle to start teaching. But one of the things is I didn't want an MS in education, which stands for a master's of the science of education. I don't want a science of education. Education is not a science sitting and spending time with other people is not a science. It's not a no science. I found that the teaching it as a science, learning it as a science wasn't going to help. It's actually sitting with people and maybe closing your mouth a little bit and hearing what somebody else has to say and and being there, being there for somebody else and, and learning from their experience and trying to share with them any positivity that you've soaked up from your teachers or from your parents is going to be a lot more... I'm not. I'm not bad my, my wife has a dual master she got one for me and one for her she got one in uh, in regular education and one in special education the special one is for me <laughs> so it's not a it's not a it's not a science if anything it's, a, it's an art you know the bachelors of the arts it should be a masters of the art of education if anything and so here is more about trying to develop it's not a, a system it's more about trying to develop the art of listening to what the Torah is trying to say to come with a, a tefillah and to say Hashem Todi di derechaim or rechaim show me the path of life and then to open the text and to say this is what the Torah is, seems to be saying right now it's the urn v'tumim of the Avne miluim where there's a milui and there's a milui of a milui. That's why the Torah could be speaking to us in the year Tafshin Pei Beis, and it could be speaking to our ancestors 400 and 500 and 2,000 years ago. And the Torah is completely fresh like the day it was given. The Torah is completely fresh like the day it was given. And not only that, but the same Chumash, Parshish I know people get a little bit. Um, you know these partials, It's it's a few times in a row. It's like how many times could you read the architectural plans? You know, especially if you're a person like some of the people in this room that I know who are like yearning to build the building already. It's like all right, enough with the plans. It's like build the building. So and it's it's very you know the details very very tedious. The details are very tedious. So I just thought the computer's gonna expire. So, when a person starts to learn Torah in the way of the milui, a person starts to learn Torah in the way of the milui, they recognize that the same partial tzav that all of us are reading and struggling through, whether you're already very advanced and you're learning the Ramban, you know, or, uh, or you're just trying to work through Rashi, or you're just reading it in, in English with an English translation. So it's this, you're literally reading the same words that the gadol hador, whoever your pick for gadol hador is, you're reading the exact same words that he's reading or she's reading, and it's the same words. You're reading the exact same words, and not only that, but you're reading the same words of parshas Tetzaveh that the Shem tov himself was reading. And you're reading the same words that the Vilna was reading, and the Ramchal was reading, and the Ravina and Rav Ashur were reading, and Moshe Rabin was reading. And if a person realizes, like the Chafetz Chaim once said, it's recorded in the Sefer Kovitz Ma'amarim from Rav Elchanan Mashalim of Kondamo, that he said, I once heard from my Rebbe that he said, "Torah Hashem Tamima. What does it doesn't mean Torah Hashem Tamima, the Torah of Hashem is complete. It means the Torah of Hashem is like the Avni Miluim they're filled with direction, all you have to do is just move out of the way. Torah Hashem means, said the Chavetz Chaim, if you would take all of the Torah, if you would take all of the Torah that, you know, pick your bubble, Chaim Kaniyevsky knows, and you would add to that all of the Torah of the scholars of the previous generation, Tzitz Eliezer, Rav Vosef and Rav Moshe Feinstein, and Shlomo Zaman Orbach, and you would add that, and then you would add to that everything that uh, Aruch Shulchan and, and the Chavetz Chaim himself. You could update it, and you would add to that everything that the Pinay Yoshua wrote, and we're talking about the Avni Milum. So the Sefer Avni Milum, everything that, that he wrote, and then the Nisivah Samishbot wrote. And Then you would add to that everything that the Balya and the Rishonim and the Rosh and the Ritva and the Rashber wrote, and you would add to that everything that Ravina and Ravashi wrote, and you would add to that everything that Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Leizer and Rabbi Shmal wrote, and you would add to that everything that Yoshua and the Shoftim, and Davra Melech, and even Moshe Rabbeinu himself, you would add all that to the Torah, make that into a big pile, and you would compare that to what there is to know, the Torah is still untouched, it's, com- it's complete, like you didn't take anything out of it already. You take all the stuff we took out of it, you'd add all that together, and you would compare that to what the Torah actually is, what the, what the mind of the Rabboni Shalom is, Torah is Tamima. It's like untouched. It's still per- perfect. It's in its perfect form. It hasn't even been, you haven't begun to touch it yet. And so the Torah has etzos upon etzos of avni miluam of, of letters that become words, that become more words. And so Hashem should help us that at the very least even if we don't know how to read the Torah properly in this setting, at least we can ask. You know, and maybe we'll be socha. Maybe we'll be Zocha here, maybe we'll be Zoha when we sit down to in morning Seder and afternoon Seder. That a Jew has to recognise that the Torah is something that we want to speak we want it to speak to us, we want it to be alive, we want it to be Malay, Avne Miluim. So if Yitzir says that the letters of the Aleph space are called Avanim, are called stones. And when those stones become filled out and become Malayim, it means that there's the possibility of learning what there is inside. What, the, what is the Torah really saying? As the Tzaddik himself, that Hashem come down after 2,448 years when he gave the Torah in Har that Hashem come down to tell us that there was a man who lived in this place and, uh, you know, and he, he he married this woman and they had some kids and, you know, the stories of the Torah, the things that we're reading in the Torah and that they you know, wear these types of clothing and, you know, in this and, and and this is how you prepare olive oil and what does that have to do with, what does it to do with my pain, Or with my not knowing what to do about situation X, Y, or Z? What does that have to do with anything? And the answer is that if we just allow the letters to be and we allow them to be full, we let the letters become full, and we start to listen and say, Hashem, what? Just ask the question. Ask the question. So many people say they don't feel like when they're davening, it's like it's hard because it's a one-way conversation. It's only a one-way conversation if your Shmona Esrei is not followed up by sometime later in the day before you sit down to learn. You don't have to tell your chavuris, so you don't have to tell. But For a second, or even just now, I mean, we're doing it right now. We don't have to, we're doing it right now. To spend an hour a week, an hour a week, split it up however you want, a minute a day, turning to Hashem with His Sefer and saying, Hashem, I want to hear you speak through this book. This is not a storybook. This is not a, a book of laws. But I understand that Ana Nafshi Ksavis Hashem, the first word Hashem said to us is Anochi. Anochi is Rosh Hashanah. Like the Gemara in says, Ana Nafshi Ksavis Yahavis. I wrote down my soul and I gave it to you. And so the first thing that we have to do, if we want it to be not a one-way conversation, is to turn to Hashem and say, as I'm doing now on behalf of all of us, Hashem, we want to hear you speak through the Torah we want the Torah to be a guidebook, instructions for life, show us the path of life, let the Torah be the Eitz not the Eitz das not just a bunch of facts that I can weave together and make a nice drasha, like my Rebbe likes to say that, you know, if a rabbi comes and stands before you and starts putting this Pesach together and that Pesach together, he starts putting these two Pesach together, no one has a problem, everyone claps and, you know, if the rabbi stands up and gives a drasha on Shabbos morning and he puts this Pesach together with this Pesach, so everybody claps. But as soon as the rabbi starts to try to put you together, <laughs> try to put the pieces of you together, so everyone says, oh, don't no no, it's too you know, no. Like maybe uh, throw in a little something about the politics going on, but don't don't put together. Don't don't try to put people back together. Essentially that's what the Torah is doing. The Torah is trying to put us back together. And Sham should help us that we should be Zuha to listen, he should help us to want to listen, he should help us ask to listen. Shims We should have very moment you know the Torah is filled with all the big day kahuna the big day kahuna there's a whole discussion in the in the holy books about the four begadim of the Kohen Hedyod and the, and the eight begadim of the of the Kohen Gadol what, what these things are what they do whether the four begadim of the there's a whole discussion in Lambdas about whether the Kohen Gadol is a Kohen Hedyot plus Hedyot plus this extra level of Kohen Gadol or whether he's like his doesn't have the status of Kohen Hedyot. So all types of nafgaminas in terms of whether his belt maybe should be different, the avonate should be made in a different way than the regular Kohen and whether on the first day that he does the avoda, does he bring Three karbonos chavitin, or only 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 two. It's machlok as Bahali Yushalmi. Exactly how many you know carbonos he should bring as his inaugural carbon minchas chinuch that every kohen brings, which is asirah ha hin. He brings like a, an inaugural carbon of a of a, of a minchas chinuch, and then after that, you know, he 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 maybe has to bring a special one to be the kohen Gadol, like an extra. You know, a second, a second of the exact same carbon, he brings it again. And then he brings it a third time because every single day, the Cohen Gadol has to make breakfast for himself. Pancakes. The Minch Chavitin. Which is like flour and honey, and no, not, not honey, flour and oil. It's like a funnel cake or something like that. That he has for breakfast every single day, every morning. And so there's a question whether the Cohen Gadol, when he first brings his, his inaugural carbon the first time, does he bring, as a Kohen Hedyot, then a Kohen Gadol, and then this daily Korban, the Minchas Chavitin, or maybe he just brings one Korban to become the Kohen Gadol? He doesn't bring the korban Hedyot, you know, because he's not a Kohen Hedyot, he's something totally different. Kohen Gadol is, is living on this level of 8 begadim. He's living on this level of 8 begadim. As Fah Samah says that, the, before we're talking about the letters, the Avni Miluim, expanding the letters, Tzfas is a Torah where he says that this union of the eight bigodim of the Kohen Gadol represents the fact that the Kohen Gadol just he's constantly going beyond. His simcha comes from the place, the simcha of the Kohen Gadol, that's why the Kohen Gadol even a regular Kohen is allowed to become a tamay to certain members of the family. The Kohen Gadol is... He has to live Hashem Tamid. In fact, there's a famous Torah from the Menchah Shchinoch where the Menchah Shchinoch asks, discusses whether whether and why the Kohen Gadol is never allowed to sleep outside of your Part of the reason is because when you bring a karbon, the day that you bring a karbon, you have to sleep in your Shalim that night. The Kohen Gadol is always bringing karbon, so he has to constantly be in your But one of the reasons is because he has to be proximate the, the Kodesh Kadashim, which is a place of Lifne Hashem. And Lifne Hashem is the place of Simcha. Simcha is drawn from being in a place of being Lifne Hashem. And when you're in front of Hashem, you're in this place of eight. Eight means that you're not subject to the realm of things becoming stale. Things are constantly fresh, things are constantly new. That's why the, ches, the letter Ches, which is eight, it comes from to Everything is alive when you're by the place of eight. By the place of eight, so everything's alive. The Kongela is where these eight begodim. Because by the Kongela, everything is cool, chius, everything is alive. You can't do the avod of a coin headyot like a Kohen Hedio, because that always has to be new. That's why every single day, I told you a moment ago, that the Minchas uh, Chinuch that the Kohen gadol brings, or that any Kohen Hedio brings, whether he brings two or, or, or three, you know, in that first day, is, to okay, leave that for the Lambdas, but every Kohen, the first day, your Kohen, there's a Kohen here, your Kohen, yeah? First time you work in the B'sham Hedio, you're going to bring a Minchas Chinuch, which means you're going to bring an a inaugural Sacrifice that inaugurates you as a Kohen. It, it, it gives you the status of, of Kahuna as now an Ovid in the Beis Hamikdash. And as a thank you to Hashem, and as a, a beginning, you, you bring this korban. The Kohen Gadol, when he becomes the Kohen Gadol, everybody agrees, at least brings that once. Maybe he brings it twice, once as a head one as a Kohen Gadol, but he brings this minchas as his inaugural korban. But then this Fasemma says that the the, the minchas chavitin, that breakfast offering that I told you about, that the Kohen Gadol brings, the minchas chavitin, he brings every single morning. And that's identical. It's the only other carbon that's like this, that has the exact same ingredients with the exact same procedure of preparing it, is this minchas chinuch, this offering that you bring the first time. It's this offering that you bring the first time. that you're. So if you're a regular Kohen, you only bring that carbon once in your life. If you're the Kohen Gadol, you could bring it every single day, and every single day it's like you're bringing it for the first time. The Kohen Gadol wakes up in the morning. It's the first carbon that we begin. The day, before we even bring the carbon talmud, we're already turning on. As so the Gemara says in Maseches Tamid, we're already turning on the, you know, the the, the, the the gas or whatever whatever they're using. They're turning on the, 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 the fire that they'll be able to start preparing the water for the Minchas Chavitim, to make this carbon. They're already heating things up. Even the Gemara asked, "I thought you're not allowed to do anything before the carbon talmud." So the Gemara says, no, before you bring the carbon tamid, you're allowed to do preparation for different carbonos. Like if you want to sharpen a knife or something, or you want to. Before you bring the carbon tamid, you can't bring any other carbonos. But we could start heating up the water for the Chavitim. On a deeper level, what that means, Svassimus doesn't say this, what that means right now is that you could heat up the water. It means you can, you can work on the Indian of, of it being fiery and alive. You can heat it up before you get. Before, see, you have to heat it up before you get to the tamid. The tamid is every single day. It's the same thing over and over again. It's the same avoda over and over again. I'm putting on the same pair of tzitzis and the same tefillin and I'm making the same birchasa shachar and the same, opening up the same gemara, sitting across from the same chavrusa, waking up to that same nudnik, you know, roommate that I have, dealing with the same challenge. Whatever the whatever the tamid of your life is, that that mundanity, that, regilut that you're getting. So you, before you start your, before you get into that, before you get to your tamid, you start with the minchas chavitin. You start preparing the Kohen gadol who's living in that space of eight begadim, of ches, of chiyos. We start to heat that up. Because the same words that we read over and over again every single year, they're avne miluim. The miluim this year could be totally different than the miluim last year. That same pair of tefillin that you wore yesterday could be totally different today. And the one you wore today could be totally different than tomorrow's. So the Kohen Gadol is, we said before, there's a machlok about whether the Kohen Gadol has his own special avni, his own special uh, belt that he wears, or whether it's identical to the Kohen Hedyot. It's one of the four bigadim of the Kohen Hedyot. He wears an avni, wears a belt question is whether, even though the Kohen also wears an avnit, just like the Kohen had the question is whether it's a different avnit or not. So the Gemara says that the Kohen, every Kohen, wears a pair of pants and a belt. Every Kohen wears a pair of pants and a belt. In the language of the Mishnah, Mishnah and Sukkah. The Mishnah in when it talks about the Simchas Beis Hashoeva. Says that they used to make these big bonfires. Mishlo ra Simchas Beis Hashoeva lo ra Simcha miyamav. We're talking about Simcha. Mishlo ra Simchas Beis Hashoeva lo ra Simcha miyamav. Never saw Simcha in his whole life. What was part of the Simcha of the Simchas Beis Hashoeva? They would take the old worn-out pants and old worn-out belts of the Kohanim, and they would twist them into threads. And they would light these big menorahs, not like uh, not like the menorah. They'd have these other menorahs, these big uh, lamps, you know. And they would make these little bonfires in the Beis Hamikdash to light up the whole, to light up the whole the whole Har bias And not only that, but the Mishnai say that the women would be able to check their, they'd be able to check their you know their their produce, their grain, by the light of this fire when they were. You know, with such big flames, it would like spread throughout all of Yerushalayim. It wasn't just by Harabaios; you could be sitting in uh, Ramada school and you'd be able to see by the light of these flames. And how did they make them? They took the worn out, the old worn out pants and avned of the Kohanim. So the Bnei Sascher writes, Bnei writes, why why were they using these? big day of these specific... I mean, we have lots of big day and Why didn't they use the, the shirts? Why do not they use uh, some of the other, the, the other accoutrements of the Kohanim, or the Kohanim gedolim? So the B'nai Yisrael says, because simcha, true simcha, standing before Hashem, true simcha, I bless all of us with true simcha, me and you and all of us. True simcha means... Kedusha from the place of what the pants and the belt are covering. So he says. I haven't really spoken very much about Shovavim this year. A little bit. We touched on it a few times on Thursday. Each person. This year we have Shovavim Tat, because we have extra two, two weeks. Shruma Titsava, because it's a leap year. So we're by titsav, we're at the end of Shovim. B'nei Saskha says that. The Gemara already says that the mechnasei kohanim, the pants of the kohanim, are machaper on znus, on matters of uh, personal purity, and that the belt, the belt is for matters of hirhure halev, of from that same chet, of the passions of the heart. Meaning the belt separates between the lower part of the body, and the lower part of the belt is there to be machaper on those times when somehow the lower half of us comes and inflames the upper half accidentally in a way which is not, which is not helpful for us. It doesn't lead a person to a state of simcha. And so, dafka, we take the old worn-out pants and belts of the Kohana, and we turn them into wicks, into flames. And from there, we show that covering, that the act of tsnius of trying to cover that place, and trying to create a separation between that place, even if they get worn out, even if all the attempts get worn out from time to time, so nevertheless, a person has to know that those attempts to cover those areas, any attempt to be a little bit extra, uh, so many guys came over to me at some point, I don't know what's going on, this is certainly not coming from me. I don't know who it's coming, maybe it's, I don't, maybe it's just coming from, your, from yourself. So many different people, without even probably even knowing what show of them tot is, have come over to me over the past few weeks. Oh, you know, I'm getting rid of this, uh, this social media app and that social media app. <coughs> Because it's not making me happy. Because it's not, it's not aiding my... SNEAS doesn't only mean what you're thinking. Tzniyos also means just like being a person who's covered. Being a person who's... That area of the body is the most creative part of the body. can be a human being with that part of the body. It's the most creative part of the body. Not everything that a person does which is creative needs to be shared with the whole world. And not everything that's enticing that the whole world is offering needs to be... needs to be seen these are very powerful tools. I, I, I myself use them to, to try to share Torah content, to try to share things. Not everything. Not everything that I do needs to go on there. And I don't have to take everything from there. And if I see that it's not leading me to a place of <laughs> the belt and the pants, they've gotten worn out. So then, so then, maybe it's time for a new pair of pants. I take the old coverings, take the old the old coverings, the old belts, the old separators—those safeguards that I put in place—and I—I—I I, I rejoice over them. I don't say, "Oh, I'm such a," you know, "I failed so many times, or I tried and it didn't quite go." Now this particular method got worn out, so now I get rid of it. No, you take and you turn it into wicks, and you make the simchas beis shuveva with it. You make the sim- and then you get new and you get new pants, you get a new belt, new pants and new belt, new new ways of renewing myself towards my own methodology of trying to, trying to succeed in the world. Because my, oh, it didn't work before, or it did work. Or, or at some point, it's time to change things up. The world is also shifting. Even if, even if things are working, sometimes we need to upgrade, you know, new, new, new things to grapple with. So the B'nai Saschar says, you want real simcha, so the Kohen Gadol lives from that world of Ches. Ches is the place of, Ches is, is bris Mila. Ches is eight days of the bris. Cohen Kohen Gadol is living in that space. So the Kohen gadol has the most, even more than the regular the, Ko, the regular coin. And the regular coin already has its own thing. that the coin gadol has the most restrictions about who he's allowed to be with and who he's not allowed to be with, because he has to be drawing from that place of chius, from that place of things being new all the time, from things being fresh, from having a, a long attention span, from being able to bring the same carbon every single day, being dedicated to to something every single day, and to be able to do with fresh eyes. So, Adar Marvin A person who enters into Adar as Marvin Besimcha means a person who has, a, has a more Na'im rights and the more Vashemish rights and all that says. You can write that the whole Indian of Adar, as we've spoken of before, is, is the Indian of Aleph Dar, bringing more more divine presence into my life. alif Dar, shal Dar. And that's what we're doing. We're building these these structures for Hashem, each person. kol Simachtim ufne Hashem. To stand before Hashem, to be happy, knowing that we're in front of Hashem. To be aware of the fact that Shivisi Hashem le Tamid. Hashem le is the beginning of the Shulchan Aruch. Leiv Tov Mishet Tamid is the end of the Shulchan Aruch. Tamid tamid in the beginning, tamid in the end. But a person has to know how to turn the experience of shivisi yashem le'negdi tamid into something which is not boring, but turns into the end of the shulchan Arach, the very last thing the Ramo writes, which is lev tov mishta tamid. A good heart, a heart which is tov, a heart which is filled with that Chiyus, which is alive. Mishta tamid is constantly in a state of partying. Everything is constantly new and fresh. Forgive me for robbing you of five minutes, but we have to end here. It's 5.06. 5.06. <laughs>